and welcome to Foothill Christian American Canyon. We're glad you joined us today, and we sincerely hope that you're blessed with today's message. This morning I want to talk to you for a little bit about being filled with the Spirit. Who is the Holy Spirit really in essence is what I want to talk to you about. It's a series I want to begin today, next week talking about the infilling of the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But this week, I want to talk to you about the being filled with the Spirit. Amen. Everybody say the Holy Spirit. Say Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. And when I say that, all of us here know who the Father is, who the Son is. But when it comes to the Holy Spirit, a lot of times people are a little confused or you don't hear that term as often, possibly. And so that's why I want to talk to you this morning about what the Bible says, not what Pastor Rick says, not what this church says about the Holy Spirit, but what does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? Amen? You should have an outline that will help you this morning. If you don't have an outline, raise your hand and you'll get one. It looks like everybody has an outline. All right. Well, our custom here is... We stand for the reading of the Word. So I'm going to ask you to stand as we turn to Ephesians chapter 5. Chapter 5 and verses 15 through 20. And I believe we have this on the screen. There we go. Thank you, Raquel. And chapter 5 of Ephesians. And I'm going to start reading in verse 15. It says the following. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father, for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for this time in your word. I pray, Lord, your anointing, your blessing upon the remainder of our service. And we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. Again, you've probably read that scripture, heard that scripture. I'm not here to talk to you about um, drinking wine or anything like that. My focus is is on the Holy Spirit. Amen. It's the Holy Spirit. This, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit wants to, as you saw in that video clearly, wants to fill you with peace, wants to, the Bible says it, it leads us into all truth. You know, the word of God is truth. We can count on it no matter what it says. It leads us unto all truth. But the Holy Spirit is what gives you and prompts you to follow certain things. It gives you wisdom, amen? How many have seen that in your life where you've asked God, show me, you know, which way. You're at a Y at an intersection and you don't know whether to go left, to go right, and you ask the Lord for wisdom and the Lord will grant you that wisdom in those moments, amen? A lot of us, for some of us, we don't know much about the Holy Spirit. And that's why I want to start this series. Our Wednesday night Bible studies have been, lately the focus has been on the Holy Spirit And I want you to have a complete and clear understanding of what the Holy Spirit means in your life. If you were to ask yourself this morning, how would you grade yourself on knowing the Holy Spirit? Well, Pastor, I've heard of the Father, uh, you know, the Father, the the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I've heard of the Son of God, Jesus. There was that great movie, The Passion, and there was that great miniseries, The Son of God, 
But the Holy Spirit is not really too sure what, who the Holy Spirit is. So as you ask yourself that question, I want to remind you here in, in Acts chapter 19... I'm not going to turn there, but in Acts chapter 19, Paul was speaking to the Ephesians, and he asked them, um, have you received the Holy Spirit since you first believed? And they looked at him and said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit, what that is. What, what are you talking about, Holmes? They didn't know what he was talking about. And so what he's referring to there, he was, he was really referring to what I'm going to talk to you about next week, which is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And But here... The point is, the Bible, Paul here was declaring that he wants us all to know what the Holy Spirit is, the function of it in your life. Amen? So, why do we need the Holy Spirit? What difference does it make in our life? And do I really need the, the Holy Spirit? That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. The question I want you to ask yourself this morning is, Am I filled with the Holy Spirit and am I allowing the Holy Spirit to work in my life? Ask yourself that this morning. Just ask yourself in your, in your mind, am I filled with the Holy Spirit and am I allowing the Holy Spirit to lead me in my life? There was a, how many have ever heard of the late Charles Spurgeon? Raise your hand if you've heard that name before. He was a, a, a 19th century a theologian and one of the things that he declared in his last days was, uh, this was his quote, the grand thing the church wants in this time is God's Holy Spirit. Another uh, recent um, theologian declared that towards the end of his life is that one of the things he would have much rather preferred to have done as he looked back in his ministry is to preach on the Holy Spirit and the desire that we need to have for that. And, and as he looked back, that's one thing he wished he could have done differently. Okay, and what my point here this morning is we need to have a proper understanding on the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. So I want you to look again at, at the text on your outline, verse 18, where it says again, if you put that scripture back up on the screen, let me, let me read it to you here the way it says it again in the NIV. It says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. This other translation, the New Living Translation, says it this way. Don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. Again, it's not, I'm not talking here about wine. We live in the wine country, okay? I'm not saying that by drinking wine you're going to go to hell. I don't teach that. We don't teach that here. My point is here is what is controlling you? What is controlling your life? Amen? The contrast here is between wine and the Spirit because, as you know, as I've taught you here many times before, uh, I didn't grow up in church and there were many times that I, I didn't just drink wine, I drank a lot of other things. And, and when you drink to the point of excess, you're not in control anymore. How many know that? You're not in control anymore and all it takes is just a few drinks and, and, and control is out the window, right? So the, the contrast here is between the wine and the spirit that Paul is making in the Word He's trying to let you know that is the Spirit of God in control of your life. In other words, when you're at that point when you need to make choices, important decisions in your life, is it just you that's making that choice? Or are you saying, Lord, guide me. Holy Spirit, which way should I go? How should I even speak? Uh, tomorrow I have a meeting at, at, at work, Lord. How should I handle that? I mean, those are things that 
we should be asking the Holy Spirit to help us with. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Amen? See, the issue is influence or control. That's what I want to talk to you about this morning. The Holy Spirit is either in control or influencing your life, or he isn't. Or he isn't. And a person, let me take that further, a person under the influence of wine or any alcohol or, for that matter, any, any drugs, uh, will ex- exhibit different behaviors than normal, than when they're under control. How many know that? Amen. It's altered behavior. You would say things, you think things, your, your emotions are different than they normally would be. And the Lord wants to remind you that he wants to be in control all the time. And, and, and for a lot of us, I know sometimes control is an issue. It's control. And I know when we were up there in Tahoe, I'll just share this real quickly. Um, I don't like to drive in snow. And here we go to Lake Tahoe, right? And there's a severe winter storm watch. And what are we thinking, right? As we go up there. Well, we went up prepared. We took chains. We, we took blankets, food, drinks in our, in our car. If we were stranded, you know, you never know when roads may close. But uh, the whole time I'm, I'm praying. Uh, I'm actually, not praying. I'm thinking, Lord, I don't, I don't want to, to snow. I'm thinking in my mind, I, I don't want it to snow. I don't want it to snow. And... I'm not trusting God. I'm just thinking in my mind, I don't want the snow on the way home. I don't want to get stuck on Highway 50 for six hours while they close that road. Anybody ever been stuck on Highway 50 for hours? Yeah, it's not a fun, pleasant feeling. We've done that before on one other occasion. It was not fun. And so I was was this person trying to control the outside, the environment. You can't control any of that. Ultimately, you have to say, Lord... You're in control of all that. Let me trust you. Allow me to trust you. And finally, I realized, Lord, and we prayed, and I prayed with my family. I said, Lord, push that storm back and, and, and don't let it snow on our way out. You know, bring that storm later, but I don't want to drive in that snow. And thank you, Lord, for just doing that for us. <laughs> and, and while we had that blessing of, of driving through a, a snowless uh, road, it was, it was a blessing to us, but I realized then I need to trust him. I need to trust him. And, and the Holy Spirit is there for us in those occasions when you're at that point making decisions in your life and, and you're trying to hold on. You're trying to hold on. And you got to trust God that he knows what's best for you. Amen? God knows what's best for you today, tomorrow, no matter what you're facing. Amen? So, again, we gotta, we got to realize that influence or control, number one, is the issue. If we allow the Holy Spirit to manifest in our life, we're giving Him control of our life. Amen? Number two, the Holy Spirit will change your life. Oh, how I remember when I, when I became a believer, because the Bible says when you first become a believer, you are sealed with His Spirit. You are sealed with His Holy Spirit. And I'm, I'm just talking to you this morning about who the Holy Spirit is, next week it's a whole different subject, but today I want to talk to you about that infilling when he seals you with his Holy Spirit. It will change your life. The Holy Spirit will give you different, different emotions that you go through. Now, rather, when I became saved again in my mid-20s, I mean, he, he took a lot away from me. The Lord, our, 
I, I, I gave it up to him because I didn't need that in my life. He took foul language away from me. I'm serious. He took foul language. He took desires to do this and that away from me. Uh, I no longer have desires to, to do this or that. Things that would take me away from the Lord. Amen? And it's not to say that I'm perfect because I am far, far from perfect. I, I, I need God every day of my life. I need God every single day of my life to, to withstand the enemy to withstand the things that go on all around us. Amen? Amen. We need the Holy Spirit. It gives us understanding for God's will, yes. God's purpose and desire. Again, one of the greatest scriptures in the Bible, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. right? That God has a purpose and a plan for each of you. But you can't understand that unless you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, to begin to see what God's plans are for you. Because prior to coming to know the Lord, you're oblivious to all that. I was. I was oblivious to all that. I didn't care, and I didn't know. But now that the Holy Spirit has come into my life, I want to know, Lord, how can I fulfill that plan for, for my life? And when I begin to do that, I can begin to see blessings occur in my life because I'm following in the steps that God has called me. Amen? Amen. So, again, the Holy Spirit will change your life. It will give you a heart full of joy. Amen. How many have experienced that this morning? How many have experienced a heart of thanksgiving? You know, this month we celebrate Thanksgiving. It shouldn't just be a once a year thing with us as Christians, as believers. This should be a year long thing. Lord, thank you. Thank you for the beautiful sun today. Thank you, Lord, for life. Thank you for a healthy body. Thank you, Lord, for a wonderful spouse. Thank you for wonderful children. Lord, thank you for the clothes that I have on my back. Lord, thank you for the home I have. Thank you for the vehicle I can drive here to. Amen? Amen. Every day is a day of thankfulness. But we only have that recognition when the Holy Spirit works in our life. Amen? True submission is vitally important because it tells us that we don't need to be in control of every situation. I can tend to be, according to my children, a person that likes to be in control. How many have been told that by your children, right? You know? Oh, Dad, you just like to be in control. Well, certain things, yeah. And certain other things, Jesus, take the wheel, right? But there are certain things as parents, and you know what I'm talking about, we need to be in control of. And, uh, but Lord, re- the Lord reminds me every day, every day of things that I need to let go of. Simple things, just like in Tahoe. Could be as simple as that. Amen. And, and that's what I mean about allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to you. If I didn't allow the Holy Spirit to speak to me, um, I, I would overwhelm myself with control issues. Amen. And I don't want to be that way. Amen. We need, point number three is, we need to be filled again and again and again. See, God's presence isn't just a one-time filling. He wants to continually fill you with his presence. Always, always. Remember the uh, old commercial, the coffee commercial? Fill it to the rim with brim, right? Remember, who remembers that? Everybody over the age of 30 remembers that, right? I'm being nice, okay. <laughs> fill it to the rim with brim. That's how we should be as vessels for the Lord. Lord, fill me. Fill me continually. Just pour into me. But here's the thing. He can't pour into you if you're full of yourself, if you're filling yourself with other things, the things of this world, say uh, your desires are for other things rather than God. You have to be an open, willing vessel. 
And then only that way can he pour into you. You can't pour in what's already full of something else. So the next time you say, Lord, I don't, I don't experience your, your presence. I don't feel your presence. I, I don't get it. Well, have you checked to see if you're full of something else? Remove that and allow him to pour himself into you. Amen? Yes. Amen. We need to be continually filled. Now, he's not saying fill yourself. He's saying be filled. Yes. Be filled. Amen? There's a big difference. See, the Holy Spirit is ready to fill us at any given moment. It doesn't have to be here in this. This is our church, Foothill Christian, but it doesn't have to be here. It could be at home. It could be in your vehicle going home. It could be just in your living. It could be in your workspace, in your office, wherever you may be. You can be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. One of the great things I love about going to Tahoe is, is the beauty, whether it's the summer, the winter with the snow, um, while I'm not driving. Uh, it's just beautiful. It's a reminder of God's beautiful creation. And one of those great things is you can just say, Lord, thank you. Thank you for this beautiful environment that you've created. I love that about Yosemite. Um, and, and so when I go to these places, we went for hikes on Thursday when we got there. We went for some nice hikes. It was brisk, but it was great. It was much like this morning. And we were out hiking in God's country, I call it. And we had a great time out there. My kids said that was their favorite moment of the whole time there. It's just going out on a hike. And we had a great time. But it reminds us that, Lord, your presence is right here. Your presence is here. It walks with us. It's with, and then the wind began to blow in the trees. And you could, I was just telling my daughters, see, that's like the Holy Spirit of God just moving in here. And he's reminding you that he's here right now. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing to experience. Amen. But we must, again, make ourselves available to him. We can't be running away from God and expect to be filled with his presence, right? Yes. See, so when your need to be filled with the Spirit becomes your great desire, that's when you'll be filled. You, you ever been, have you ever been in a place where that desire prompts you to do something? Um, say, say there's not enough money at the end of the month. And, and then you're looking around going, what can I sell? What can I sell? I got to make ends meet. Or say, you know, there's some issue that's come up. You'll make something happen. You'll do something and you'll make it happen. Amen. The Lord's saying to us is, is, is if you want his spirit, you got to desire it. Amen. You got to make it happen. You got to say, Lord, I want you to fill me. Amen. You got to just ask him that. And it's really simple. You, you know, one of, the, one of the things as pastors that we see is that um, in churches it, it, throughout America, throughout the world, there will be the same people right here, have a Bible. One will be spiritually full, the other will be empty. It, and, and, and yet the same God, they serve the same God because there's no desire there to want more. And, and as a pastor, my, my greatest, greatest desire is that each of you would desire the maximum amount of God in your life. Because let me tell you, God's not going to hurt you. He's not going to give you a harmful gift or anything like that. In fact, he wants the very, very best for you because he loves you. And, and so my greatest desire as a pastor is to see people want to have a knowledge of who God is, but a desire to grow in him. And that comes by saying, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Fill me every day, one day at a time, 
one day at a time, that I might fulfill that purpose, that plan in my life. Amen? Amen. Now, we need to recognize you can't fill yourself with the Spirit, okay? So don't let me head you off in the wrong direction. You can't fill yourself with the Holy Spirit. Only the Lord can do that. Only the Lord can pour into the vessel. You can't pour into this vessel other than uh, consuming it with things that are not of God. But to receive God, only God can do that. Amen? See here in verse, let me read to you again, verse 19. It says this, speaking to one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Verse 19. That means reminding your brother, your sister, hey, can I tell you something? Can I tell you what it says in the book of Psalms, in the book of Proverbs? The Psalms are filled with daily reminders of God's goodness towards his children. Amen. And those are great reminders. We'll put them up here as scripture verses. They're reminders to you and I of of who we are in Christ. Amen. The Bible says again, speak to one another in Psalms. Encourage one another in Psalms. Amen. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. And the only way those two things are going to happen is if you're allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you every day. You're not going to have a desire to speak to each other in psalms and in songs if you don't have the Holy Spirit flowing in your life. You're going to have a desire for other things. Amen. If you're not submitting to one another out of the reverence for Christ, it's because the Holy Spirit is not yet flowing, flowing, flowing. Amen. If I am to be filled with the Spirit, I am to allow God to fill me. Amen. I have to say, Lord, I'm willing. I'm willing. Fill me with your Spirit. Amen. Let me read this to you here. When the Holy Spirit fills us one by one, our corporate life will be transformed. Perhaps this one factor accounts for the difference between a person that is alive and a person that is dead. Spiritually speaking here. Again, what I said earlier, both people have the same Bible the same rituals, they may sing the same songs, they may even have the same programs and the same schedule of services. Outwardly, they may look very much alike, but one is alive, the other is dead. And it's only because they've kept their spiritual receiver from receiving. They've said, no, Lord, I'm good right here. And, and, you know, you're just missing out on blessings that God wants to give you. I, I just tell you, and I say that all the time, is is... Try to picture this. This is you right here. Everywhere you go, if you go over here and you're allowing the Holy Spirit to bless you, He's pouring into your life. If you move over here, He's pouring into your life. Wherever you go, He's pouring into your life. If you're humble enough to say, Lord, fill me. Fill me with your presence. Because again, the Lord wants to give you what's very best for you. Amen? Now, now here, let me, let me apply that to your life here this morning. It's, it's really the issue of control is what I'm talking about this morning. Anybody want to go public and admit to control issues this morning? You don't have to. I'm just kidding. But a lot of us have that. I, you know, I, I admit there's times where I say, Lord, help me with that issue. I, I don't need that. Lord, help me to trust you more and more. And, and I come up here to you and I always tell you Proverbs 3 and 5 is my favorite verse in the entire Bible. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And it goes on to say, and lean not into your own direction, uh, but, but trust in the Lord. Amen? Yeah. Trust in the Lord. When we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we're no longer 
in control, but the Holy Spirit is. We're saying, Holy Spirit, uh, I want you to direct my path. I want you to direct my life. I no longer want to do it my way. I'm no longer the pilot. You're the pilot. That's why I love that song that, that uh, what's her name? Jesus, take the wheel. Carrie Underwood? Yes, Carrie Underwood. How she penned that song of Jesus, take the wheel. What she's really saying is, Lord, I trust you. Even though life may be difficult, I don't understand what may be happening. I don't understand why this sickness is upon my family. I may not understand why I lost my job. I don't understand, Lord, why my home just burnt and I lost all my possessions. And we all know people, we have family, friends that have lost their homes in these fires. I don't understand that. But Lord, take the wheel. I trust you. Take the wheel. Amen. You can't do that without the Holy Spirit in your life. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to come and say, I want to take control of your life. I want you to just let it go and let me take control of your life. So again, if the Holy Spirit is truly in your life, if you're filled with anger, anger won't control your life, right? If anger comes, if there's an angry situation, let me put it this way, if there's an argument tomorrow at work where somebody begins to spew hate, foul language, and who knows what, because Monday's coming, how many know, and you're going to work possibly, and something may happen, you don't have to get sucked up into that. The Bible says something about a, a soft answer, turning away wrath, amen? And, and rather than being sucked into that and say, well, you know what, if you hadn't said, and then you go back at them, right? We, we can choose to do that or we can say, Lord, let your Holy Spirit in that moment help me. I've found myself in situations where I'm saying, I'm saying in here, not out loud, but Lord, you got to step in right now because I'm about to say something. And Lord, help me right now. And he does. He'll step right in because the Lord wants to direct your paths. Amen. He wants to help you. And he gives you wisdom in that process to know how to handle life. Amen. So here's the other issue. Of control. If a man is filled with greed, then greed dominates his life. If a man is filled with love, then love influences all he does. If a man is filled with lust, that's what dominates his life. If a man is filled with, you name it, that's what will fill his life. But if a man is filled with the Holy Spirit of God, that will control his life. That will dominate his life. Amen? When the Holy Spirit fills you, he will have the controlling interest in you. See, one thing's true today. Something is controlling you today. That could be just you or it could be the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean I have more of the Spirit. Let's get that straight right now. Being filled with the Holy Spirit doesn't mean I have more of the Spirit. It just means the Spirit has more of me. It means the Spirit has more of me. That's what we want is, Lord, I want you to take complete control. And it doesn't mean that we're, we're, we're possessed in a sense. No, God, what God wants to say and do in your life is that every decision you make, every, every life application revolves around him. See, he's the creator. He created you on this earth for a purpose. He has a plan for your life. What better person to turn to than him who knows what's best for you? Amen. I, I, every time, you know, I've, I've shared this with you with our, with our home, with, our, with any purchase, it's always involved God. Always involved God. Um, 
especially major purchases like that. Lord, is this what you want us to do? Is this where, really where you want us to be? And when you bring that to him, he'll give you the wisdom to know what you should do. Amen? Now, here's the second thing, the issue of cooperation. The issue of cooperation. I believe that every Christian, again, receives the Holy Spirit at what's called the new birth. When we're born again, when we receive Christ, the Bible says you're sealed with His Spirit. You receive the Spirit of God at that time. And again, what I want to talk to you about next week is the baptism in the Holy Spirit, which is subsequent to the new birth experience, which is subsequent to what I'm talking about this morning. Okay? Are you following me this morning? So... The Holy Spirit this morning, what I'm talking to you about is, why is it important? Why do I need the Holy Spirit? And then next week, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what that all means, okay? Amen. So here's what I need to go to real quick here. Point number, and it's on your outline number five here, our greatest need. The filling of the Spirit is this. It is the state in which the Holy Spirit is free to do all that he came to do in my life. It is the state in which the Holy Spirit is free to do all that he came to do in my life. That is what the greatest need is for right now. And unless we're willing, and I use the term submissive, submitting to the Holy Spirit, he can't do all that he came to do in my life. We have to be submitting to him. That's a hard word to listen to, submission. Everybody say the word submission, submission. and then elbow your spouse <laughs> while you say that. Because that's a tough word, especially in a, in a relationship. We don't want to hear that, but how many know that in a healthy relationship, that's part of a healthy relationship? Is there some sort of submission going on? Amen? Now, that's a whole other issue that we can talk about, relationships, but... I want to again remind you that to be controlled by the Spirit, we need to be completely submitted to God. Amen? We are continually to be controlled by the Spirit of God, cooperating with the Spirit of God, and in contact with the Spirit of God. That's what gives us victory every single day of our life. Amen? It gives us victory. It's a command for you and I at the beginning of this outline what I read was Ephesians chapter 5 let me read this to you again it says uh, let me let me find it here it says Paul says in verse uh, well let me read this again to you it says instead be filled with the spirit speaking to one another with psalms hymns and songs from the spirit Paul is giving us a command there be filled with the spirit how many know that the 10 commandments were not the 10 suggestions they were the 10 commandments right in the same stance here, Paul is saying, I'm commanding you, essentially, be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. Because that is the way, that is what God is going to use to control you, to help manage your life. How many want to be led by the Spirit of God? Every day of your life. You want to say, Lord, you know what's best for me, so I know if I can just let you take the wheel and allow you to, to manage my life, it's going to go well. I've often said here, how many, how many like the, the feature on your GPS when, when you're driving and then um, you start going down the wrong road? Some of them differ, but some may say recalculating, recalculating. And uh, so whenever Anna's driving and she's missed the turn, I'll say recalculating. I'm just kidding. I don't say that. But, you know, one of the great things about our life is we can just say, Lord, 
I messed up. I, I fell short. Uh, Lord, forgive me. Help me to get back on track. And he says, recalculating. Amen. Recalculating. He'll forgive you. And then he'll put you right back on track where you need to be. But that's the Holy Spirit. What the Holy Spirit wants to do for each of you. Amen. I need to be filled with his Holy Spirit. Now, as I, as I get ready to close here this morning, I want to just talk to you about these last two words here. Emptiness and openness. Empty, emptiness and openness. You see, God is willing and ready to fill you right now, as I mentioned. It doesn't matter the place, but you just got to be, you got to be empty. In other words, you, your, your vessel has to be ready for him to pour into you. You can't fill yourself. God is willing to, to fill empty vessels. Throughout the Bible, there's, there's the woman with the oil that, that the vessels were being filled because they were empty. Once they were full, there was, no, there was no more vessels to be filled, but we constantly got to be wanting more, desiring more of God, amen? Lord, help us to, to, to receive your spirit, amen? Now, we don't have to beg God for that. God's already promised that he wants to fill you with his spirit. He wants to continually replenish that. Amen. Now, imagine, as I just said here, imagine trying to fill up a jar that's already full of something. Well, of course, you can't do that. It's already full. It's, it's, it's topped off. You can't fill what's already full. Say it has a, a lid on it. You can't fill that if, if there's a lid on there. If, if there's something here preventing you from receiving God, Remove it. Say, Lord, fill me. Fill me. Fill me. Some believers may be so full of themselves, as I mentioned, there's no room for the Holy Spirit. Some believers, unfortunately, have closed their heart to more of God. And it goes back to what I mentioned about my greatest desire is, Lord, may people have a desire for more of you. Because I know when they have a greater desire for more of you, you're going to steer them in the right direction. You're going to pour out blessings upon them for their life. And then as I close this morning, I just want to remind you how God, God does want to pour into your life. And He wants to fill you completely. He wants to fill you to overflowing. But it first starts with us and saying, Lord, I need you. Yes, I need you. Don't wait until you have tragedy in your life. Don't wait until there's a circumstance that occurs in your life that causes you to fall on your knees and say, Lord, where are you? I need you right now. Don't wait for that. See, the, the whole thing about having the Holy Spirit now is when those times come, when those times come when you need to get on your knees, the peace of God goes with you. The love of God flows out of you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen? Don't wait for that day. The Lord is saying, today, today you can receive the Holy Spirit. Ask for more of me. Ask for more. The Bible says these, this wonderful scripture says, you have not because you ask not. Are you asking today? Have you asked the Lord? Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, fill me that I might be full. So I want to invite you. I want to invite you today as we close this morning. Begin to ask the Lord today, this week, Fill me with your presence. Fill me with your Holy Spirit.